I've had some good days. I've had some hills, hills to climb. I've had had some weary days and some sleepless nights. But when I looked around and think things over. All of my good days, I'd wait my bad days, and I won't complain. Let me say that again. I've had some good days. I've had some hills, hills to climb. I've had, had some weary days, and... Some sleep is nice, but when I look around and they ain't yank things over, all of my, my good days, I'd weigh my, my bad days, and I, I won't complain. Sometimes my clouds hang low, I can hardly see. He the road. I've asked his question, Lord. Yes, they said that we shouldn't question the Lord, but I asked his question, Lord. Why, why, why? It is so much pain. But he knows what's best for me. Though my weary eyes, they can't see. So I say, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I won't complain. God, God been good to me. He been, 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 been so good to me. Better than this whole world could ever be. He wiped all of my tears away. He turned my midnight into day. So I said, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. I, I, I won't complain. Yeah, yeah, he's been good to me. he been, 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 been so good to me. Better than this world. Better than this whole world could ever be. He wiped, he wiped, he wiped. Maybe you ain't never heard a cry before, but he wiped. Maybe you ain't never heard tears in your eyes, but he wiped. Maybe your heart ain't never been broken, but he wiped. Maybe you have never been downtrodden, but he wiped all of my tears away. Turn my midnight in the day. So I said, thank you, Lord. Every now and then you got to go beyond the hurt. Said, thank you, Lord. You got to go beyond the frown. Thank you, Lord. Go beyond the disappointment. Thank you, Lord. Go beyond the setback. Thank you, Lord. Go beyond the separation. Thank you, Lord. Go beyond the brokenness. Thank you, Lord. Go beyond the sickness. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I want to blame. Oh, we bless the Lord this afternoon. Oh, that's my favorite song. It has carried me through a lot of crises and a lot of disappointment and a lot of uh, setbacks and, and dis- discouragement. And, and after reading the word of God, it tells us not to complain. It, it just goes along with God's word. It's so easy to complain. I, I know everyone we all been there. It's so easy to complain. And every now and then, uh, complaints try to come. But I, I, I have to remind myself that it's better to give God a praise than sit around and complain about things that I cannot change. The scripture tells us that we can't change nothing. We can't change the color of our, uh, the height of our height or the, or the color of our hair or the status. Ain't nothing you're going to do about it. And then many times that, that you weren't about complaining about don't even happen. It. It's just a trick of the enemy to try to, 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 to exonerate it and try to, to, to make it look big. 
he enlarged the problem. He enlarged the situation. He makes it look bad. So you would start focusing on it, start concentrating on it. Now, the while you don't spend a whole day worrying about something that you had no power to change. I encourage you, God had the ability. God is able, Hata. God is able to change any situation. All he wants you to do is give him the praise. Learn how to give God a praise. Learn how to quit complaining, quit grumbling and mumming. Wife, if your husband ain't acting right, take it to the altar, baby. Go to your prayer closet and get you a song. Sing you a song until victory comes. Husband, if your wife ain't acting right, get you a song and sing until victory comes. Learn how to give God a praise. The Bible said it all by ways to acknowledge him. He will direct your path. You're not, you're not acknowledging God when you're complaining. You're not acknowledging God when you're fussing and cussing your husband out. And here you're supposed to be a spiritual. You're supposed to be born again. You're supposed to be a child of God. You're not glorifying God. You, God's not getting no honor out of that. God is not pleading all your bickering and fussing and plaining. Have you not read Proverbs where the children said it's better to be on a housetop? It's better to be out in a big old field by yourself or an empty room? Did it be in a room with a person fussing all the time? Every time you come home to fussing, when you leave the fussing, when you come home to fussing, that's a lot of real husband it goes another way because the wife fussing all the time. Now, men fuss too, believe me, but women got to be. Every time you turn around, uh, complaining, 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 rather than letting God fix it. And all your grumbling and mumbling and doing is sending your marriage to the void court, sending that relationship out of the door. But so you got to understand if God can't fix it, nobody else can. Give it to the Lord. If I find you a song. Oh, and know that God is able. So I'm going to sing a song or two. And then we, in the latter, the latter part, uh, 30 minutes, we may get into the word of God. But I just want to sing. I feel uh, the Bible says he did it married. I feel married this evening. The Bible says he did it married. Let him sing. He did it sick. Let him pray. He that is afflicted, let him call on the elders of the church. See, God got stages about what we need to go to. When you're sick, you need to call on the elders because the elders are anointed. The elders all have power in a relationship with God. He didn't say call on a little young book just got saved yesterday and pray all day and still don't nothing happen. He said call on the elders of the church, somebody who you know that been seasoned, somebody been walking with God a long time. When they, oh, when they pray the prayer, the Bible says that if you committed sin, God will forgive you and he'll raise you up. So be paused with me this afternoon as I sing a song or two. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. That was that grace that brought me liberty. I, I do not know why he even blessed me so. But he looked. Look beyond my fall and saw all my need. Oh, I like that. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. Tud was that grace that brought me liberty. I, I, I do not know. Why he even loved me so? But he looked, looked beyond my fall and saw all my knees. Isn't that wonderful to know? Amazing grace. Oh, my. That's a song we can sing all day. Shall always be my song of praise. Tud was that grace. That brought me liberty. I, I, I do not know why God even loved, loved me so. Oh, this song that touches somebody. But he looked, looked beyond my father and saw all my need. I want to sing so much to the elderly this afternoon because we're leading them out. We're singing all this fast food stuff. Them young the old folks, they ain't used to that fast food stuff. You know, you know, you go there and you got three minutes, you got your hamburger, hot dog, your fries and your soda, you're on your way out. But older folks are used to that old school stuff. And I came up from the old school because it's that old school stuff that, that feeds me. We thank God for the Bible. Thank God for song, but they're leaving, they're leaving out the foundation of the song. They, they're getting this fast. Stuff. Before you know it, the song's on. You don't even know what it's been said. But I want you to know, amazing grace. 
shall always be my song of praise. God was that great that brought me liberty. I, I, I do not know why God even loved, loved me so. But he looked, looked beyond my fault and saw all my needs. Shall I say it one more time? I'm going to say it a little slow. This amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. God was that great that brought me liberty. I, 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 I do not know. You might know. Maybe you know, but I don't know. Why he'd even love, love me so. But he looked, looked beyond my fault. Yes, he looked, looked beyond my fault. Yes, he looked, looked beyond my fault, and saw, oh, 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 my knee. Isn't that wonderful to know? Say me. I remember the day on November the 7th, 1979, in a prison cell where nobody threw away everything I had. Didn't even have a name. But you're just not aware of that when you're in prison. You don't have a name no more. When they wake you up in the morning, they don't call you Apostle Lockerbie or Alexander. They call you number 12, 12, 8, 9, or whatever number you got. You got to recognize your number because they call you by a number. And you mess around and later miss your number. You might miss Bradford. You might miss Dylan Supper because they call you by a group. They call you by your number. And see, a guard had to go down to the to the cafeteria with you in order for you to eat. You can't go by yourself. So if you miss your number, he's not going to come back and get you because he left you behind. You got to wait to supper before you even get anything to eat. But God bought this old nobody out of prison. Had nothing. Didn't even have no name. Oh, cared down by family members. Don't overlook me. When you come see me while I was there. Oh, I, I, I'm a failure. Oh, my, I'm an outcast. But look at God. He took me out of prison, and he blessed me uh, moment by moment, step by step, stay by day. See, well, if you got your hand in God's hand, God's going to prosper you. God's going to change you. God's going to deliver you. God's going to bring you out. Oh, for one grace, God's grace. When, that's why he told Paul his grace was sufficient. One grace after another, he brought me out from a nothing to something. He brought me from the prison to the palace. Oh, Joseph ain't the only one got that testimony. I got that testimony, too. He brought me from the prison to the palace. He saved me. He healed me deliver me. He set me free. He put me back out of the society. He gave me my name back. Then he took and gave me salvation. He saved me. Then he took and gave me a wonderful wife who, who we are celebrating going on 43 years. Oh, married me coming out of prison. She took a chance. Folks said all kind of ugly things to her. They said, you might be crazy. Married this man, and he just come out of prison. You don't know what he is, who he is. They called me all kind of ungodly names and said that she, she might be getting involved with. But she took a and by her taking that chance, God has blessed her beyond her wildest dreams. She took a nothing and made her something out of it. Ain't that something? All people wanted a chance. We know people go to jail, people go to prison, people get locked away, incarcerated, and you cast them out like they ain't nobody, like they're a criminal. Like, honey, the criminal live next door to you ain't got locked up. That's the one you need to be scared of. You don't need to be scared of the one that locked up and came out of prison. You need to be scared of them that ain't went to prison yet and still right next to you. Amen. And so she took a chance. And God blessed us with four kids. We're going to be blessed with 22, 20, 21 grand and a great grand. I mean, he blessed me to the ministry. Oh, going on from 38, almost 40 years into ministry pastorship. I mean, he opened up doors that was shedding my faith. I mean, he has shown me his glory. And I tell you what, I'm excited. I just said that testimony, cut it kind of short, can't tell it all. But I want you to know it don't matter how far you've fallen down. It don't matter how defeated you might think you are. It don't matter how counted out you might be counted out. Understand God can bring you from the bottom to the top. Oh, the Bible said he brings some down and bring others up. God will bring the big one down and bring the little one up. He's God. He, he, he promotion coming from the Lord. The Bible said promotion coming not from the north, south, east, and west. It comes not from the speed of a horse or from the strength of an ox. 
but promotion coming from the Lord. And the Lord promoted me, and he blessed me, and I am happy. I am a happy Christian. You hear me? I am a happy Christian. You ought to be a happy Christian, too. I'm a ha- I know I'm going through, but I'm a happy Christian. I got problems just like you do, but I'm a happy Christian. I've been sick just like you've been sick. I have disappointment and setback just like you have. I told you I come from prison from nowhere. I had a reason to give up. I had a reason to quit. But I am a happy Christian because of God of my salvation. The Bible said old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Gradually, gradually, moment by moment, he changed my old things to new. And I'm just so encouraged. Let me sing another song. Why should my heart be discouraged? And why do the shadow come? Why should my heart be lonely and long, long forever and home? When Jesus is my portion, a constant friend, friend is he. His eyes, his eyes is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Let me say it again. Should my heart be discouraged? And why, why do the shadow, shadow fall? Why should my heart be discouraged? And long, long for heaven and home. When Jesus is. My portion, a constant God, friend, friend is he. His eyes, his eyes is on, on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Let me, let me say it again now. Why, if somebody's heart is heavy this evening, shall my heart be discouraged? And why, why do the shadow, shadows come? Why shall my heart be lonely and long, long forever, heaven and home? When Jesus, Jesus is my portion, a God, cousin, friend, friend is he. His eyes, his eyes is on the sparrow, and I know, and I know, and I know, and I come out that you might know too. And I know it don't matter how bad it seems. And I know it don't matter how sick you are. And I know it don't matter how bad the problem is. And I know uh, he watches in me. Oh, he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be just know that his eyes is on the sparrow. And he said, he, that's what he told the disciples. He said, if I see the bird of the air, if I clothe the lily of the valley, would I not clothe thee, O oh, ye, a little faith? And I just encourage you to know that he's watching. He knows all things. Ain't nothing hid from his eyes. He knows that you're going through. He sees what's happening. He knows that, that you're having problems and sicknesses. He just wants you to take it one day at a time. You take it one day at a time. You'll be all right. Well, one day at a time, he'll fix it. It don't matter what nobody thinks. See, we try to take too many days at one time. We try to worry about Monday. Monday ain't got here yet. He said, don't worry about Monday. Give no thought to tomorrow. So fish in the day to even her up. What you talking about, Apostle? Why are you worrying about Monday? Something will happen today. Stay focused on the days you can control your day. Quit worrying about Monday. God got your Monday. 
God going to take care of money. Well, I don't care what been said. I don't care what nobody said. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what your supervisor said. I don't care what circumstance said. God got your money. I reminded how they're in, in raising a family and, and buying a home. I bought a home, and, and on the contract of the home, you was not supposed to be behind over two or three times. If you do, they can come and repossess the home. Not only were I behind two or three times, I was behind two or three years. Every month for two or three years, I will be every month I was late paying for over to probably five years. I broke the contract, and so they even called me and told me they were on my way to come and take my home. But they never came because God always intervened. Some way, come, even though I had them broke the contract, even though I was late every month, God showed me grace and mercy. God gave me that home, and he didn't let the enemy take it away. I'm talking to somebody this evening that you're worrying about them taking your car and taking your, your how quit wearing. Give it to the Lord. If God gave you that home, you ain't going to lose that home. If God gave you that car, you ain't going to lose that car. If God gave you that husband, you ain't going to lose that husband. If God gave you that wife, you ain't going to lose that wife. If God gave you that job, you ain't going to lose that job. The devil wants you to worry, be troubled all about nothing. But I come out to tell you, take it one day at a time, and everything will be all right. One day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking of you. Lord, give me the strength to do every day as I have to do. You see, yesterday's gone, Lord Jesus, and tomorrow may never be mine. So, Lord, for my sake, help me to take one day at a time. One day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking of you. Lord, give me the strength to do every day as I have to do. You see, yesterday's gone, sweet Jesus, and tomorrow may never be mine. So, Lord, for my sake, help me today one day at a time. Lord, I'm only human. I'm just a man. Lord, help me to be all I can be and all that I am. Show me the stairwell that I have to climb. And Lord, for my sake, help me to take one day at a time. One day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking of you. Lord, give me the strength to do every day that I have to do. You see, yesterday's gone, Lord Jesus, and tomorrow may never be mine. So, Lord, for my sake, help me today, one day at a time. Lord, you remember, as you walked among men. Well, Lord, you know, as you look in below, it's worse now and then. People pushing and shoving, fighting and dying. But, Lord, for my sake, will you help me today, one day at a time? Ooh, 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 ooh. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. And that's all I'm asking of you. Lord, give me the strength to do every day, because I have to do. You see, yesterday's gone. Lord Jesus, and tomorrow may never be mine. So, Lord, for my sake, help me to take. Lord, for my sake, help me to take. Lord, for my sake, help me to take one day at a time. I hope that song helps somebody. 
35 years ago at my home church when I first started singing that song. Uh, 35 years ago, I sang it before then, but 35 years ago, an elderly lady in the church who loved to come to our church and she loved to hear me sing that song. And she asked me before the church was over, that the church, could I sing that song one day at a time? And I said, obeyed, and I sung that song, and somewhat later she died. But she wanted to hear that song before she crossed over the river. You never know what tomorrow's going to bring. That's why we need to keep encouraging one another. We need to lift one up with song, spiritual song. Your song is the enlightened other, not just yourself. You're singing the lift of other people's spirit. People need to know what the Lord done done for you. He done, he done brought me from a long way, and I'm so excited uh, about that. I'm going to sing one more song, and then I'm going to give you maybe a scripture. I'm excited to see when I feel all merry. I hope these songs are feeding you. I hope they're lifting up your spirit. I hope they're causing you to get a greater outlook on, on your circumstance. I can't even walk without God holding my I can't even walk without him holding my hand. Call the mountains to high and the valley to wide. Over oh, down on my knees, I've learned to stand. Cause I can't even walk. Without him holding my hand, I thought I could make it all on my own. I thought I could make it all, all alone. I thought I could be on life sinking sand, but I can't even walk. Without God holding my hand. No, I can't even walk without God holding my hand. Cause the mountain is too high and the valley too wide. Over down on my knees. Yes, I learned to stand. No, I can't even walk. Without God holding my hand, I thought that number one would surely be me. I thought I could be all I wanted to be. I thought of myself as a mighty big man, but I can't even walk. Without God holding my hand. No, I can't even walk without God holding my hand. Oh, the mountain is too high and the valley is too wide. Over oh, down on my knees. Yes, I've learned to stand and I can't even walk. Without God holding my hand. No, I can't even walk without God holding my hand. Yes, the mountain is too high and the valley is too wide. Over down on my knees. Yes, I've learned to stand because I can't even walk. Without God holding my hand. I hope that has been a blessing to somebody. We're going to get into the Word of God in the last few moments. Out of the book of Matthew, the seventh chapter, uh, beginning uh, around about the 17th verse, it reads, Even so, Matthew 7 and 17. Even so, every tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth 
Need a, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and cast into the fire. Wherefore by their fruit ye shall know them. Not every one that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Ye part from me, you that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the flood came, and the wind blew, and it beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the flood came, and the wind blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I want to talk this evening for the next few moments. True salvation. True salvation. It's sad to stand before God when it's all over when you don't walk down here and pretending that you're a Christian or you walk this thinking that you were the Christian, to find out in the end that your walk was in vain, to find out that your work is in vain, your labor in vain. They got a song out now, Lord, is my labor in vain? To her, the Lord said, apart from me, I know you're not for your work was in iniquity. Now, you got to remember that this generation we're living in, this Christian generation, I noticed that a whole lot of Christians think that they can be born again and still live the same life they lived before they got saved. They don't want to still hang up at the club. They want to still do drugs. They still want to still do sex. They want to still fulfill the lust for their desire, and yet they want to speak in tongues and claim that they've been born again. The Bible says bitter water and sweet water can't come out the same mouth. You can't speak in tongues and, and call yourself having a Holy Ghost and cuss somebody out tomorrow. You can't do that. You need to know for sure that your salvation is true. You need to know for sure you've been born again. I ain't talking about you got a feeling. I ain't talking about you got a hunch. I ain't talking about somebody told you. You need to know your for sure, your, your election sure. You need to know that you've been saved. You need to know that you've been converted. You need to know that you've been given a new nature in Christ Jesus and not that old idamic nature that you got in Adam. You need to know that old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. The writer, the writer is saying to talking to people in this portion of scripture who still doing the iniquity. They still sinning. You still laying up. You still sleep, sleeping under the sheets. You still fooling around with somebody's husband and know you married. Fooling around with somebody's wife and know you married. You still committing fornication and know you ain't married that man or that woman. And yet you claim to be born again. You claim to be saved. You need to have an inventory of yourself. And you might not stand there at the end of that day and be disqualified. All this work you done not singing in the choir, prophesying in name, preaching in name, laid hand on the sick in his name. Just went all over the world singing in his name and heard him say, depart from me. I know you're not. Your work was in iniquity. Now, remember, this, the Jesus ain't talking to He's not talking to somebody who, who's been converted and just making mistakes. But once you've been born again and you're a Christian, you're not a hypocrite. You just made you sin. You got to repent and ask God to forgive you. A hypocrite is somebody who pretend to be saved and ain't saved. Somebody pretend to be born again and ain't born again. So make sure you're not a hypocrite. Make sure you have been born again. And then, and not live a sinful life. If you're still sinning, if you're still getting up every day sinning, if your lifestyle every day is sin, you not need to check your salvation because something is wrong somewhere. Because, see, when God saved you, he automatically gives you a new nature. He began, to, he began to work a new nature in you. It may not happen overnight, but gradually you become the change from who you are to who he is. Did you hear what I say? This is what salvation does. It changes you from who you are to who he is. So you become less of you every day and more him. He said, old thing pass away, but new thing is in Christ. When he said, old thing pass away, but all things become new, he's talking about him. His spirit becomes new in you. 
His spirit becomes elevated in you. His spirit becomes inspirational in you. Mm -hmm. His spirit grows in you. So you become less of you and more him. <coughs> Excuse me. That's why he said old thing passed away. And behold, all things become new. You are a new creature. So don't 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 live a life that's gonna cause you to stand before God and ha and then be forfeit from the game. We're in a race, and you don't want to be disqualified. You know how it is in the national race. Those those Olympic races out there running, and then and they find out at the end of the race out they don't want the race that they were taking steroids, and because they were taking steroids, they were eliminated. They were eliminated from the race. Don't mess around and mess around and come to the end of the journey and God help you eliminate you because you were running around with somebody else's husband or running around with somebody else's wife or sleeping on the sheets and think nobody didn't know nothing about it. See, baby, this ain't about nobody not knowing about it. You got to know your election, sure. You got to take an immature of yourself. You can't walk in iniquity. The Bible said, he that does the will of God. It is not God's will for you to stay at the end, to live the life, that club life no more. He brought you out of that club. God didn't bring you out of darkness. Into, God didn't bring you out of darkness into the night. He brought you out of darkness into the light. You, you are light people now. You're not dark folks no more. You walked in the darkness when you was in the dark, but now you're in the light. So I want to talk about true salvation. There's so many going to stand before God that they heard him say, depart with me. I know you are. You thought you were saved. Somebody told you were saved. You can't go with what somebody told you. Grandma told you were saved. Daddy told you were saved. The pastor told you were saved. It don't matter what the pastor said. Are you saved? You need to ask yourself a question. Are you saved? Have you been born again? Have you made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life? Have you made that confession and made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life? If you have not done that, you're not saved. He told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Flesh, that that is born of the flesh is flesh, and that that is born of the spirit is spirit. He said you must be born again, and you got to not be misled. But all these doctors out here telling you that this and telling you that what salvation is. Salvation ain't in Muhammad. Salvation ain't in Mary and mother of Jesus. Uh-huh. Salvation ain't in the Vatican. Salvation ain't in the Pope. Salvation is in Christ Jesus. The Bible says we come up any other way. We like a thief and a robber. If you come up any other way, the Bible says you like a thief and a robber. He said, I am the door to the seat coat. I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you come up any other way, he said, you're going to be coming up the wrong way. So sit down and take an inventory of yourself. Ask yourself a question. Are you walking according to his will, or are you living in iniquity? Are you walking in the new, the new you, or are you walking in the old you? See, old things pass away. Yes, you were cussing before you got saved, but you ought not be cussing now. Yes, you were lying before you got saved, but you ought not be lying now. Yes, you were laying upon the sheep before you got saved. We all was, but that was that, that's in the past. Those things pass away. God gives us a new nature. See, if God had gave me a new nature, ain't no way I could have lived this Christian life. But I know my old nature would mess up. And what God looked like saved me and let me keep the same nature. If God, if God saved you and let you keep the same nature, you know what you're going to do? You're going to, you're, going to do, you're going to do the same thing that the hog did when God let him, when, when, when that man put that three-piece suit on him, put that $5,000 suit on that hog, put them Stacey Adam on his feet, put a Rolex on his, on his leg, uh, a $2,000 Rolex on his leg, and took him, took the hog loose, and guess where the hog went? The hog went right back to the mud. The hog didn't did this. The hall, it ain't that the hall didn't appreciate the suit. Come on. It ain't that the hall didn't appreciate the, 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 the wealth that the suit cost or didn't appreciate the wealth that the taste of Adam cost or didn't appreciate the wealth that the Rolex cost. It ain't that. The problem was the hall didn't know the wealth of it. He didn't know the wealth of the shoe. He didn't know the wealth of the clothes. He didn't know the wealth of the watch because he got a hog nature. He didn't know the expensiveness. He didn't know that he was supposed to go back to the mud. That's what he lived in the mud. That's his nature to go back to the mud. So I don't blame the hog. The hog ain't the one I blame. I blame the one who put the $5,000 suit on the hog and the roll it and the shoe and thought the hog was going to church. So the hog was going into a dry place and lay down. The hog went right back where his nature led him. And the scripture tell us, be not like the hog. 
who were washed off and went back to the mirror. And why would you think? Would you think if you washed that hog off, the hog would go somewhere and be appreciated? And you don't got the mud off of him. You made the hog mad when you washed that mud off of him. Cause the hog lived in the mud. He loved that mud. That's his nature to live in the mud. And when you wash that mud off of him, you ain't do nothing to make that hog mad. The hog came around, went right back to that mud and get that mud back where he's not satisfied. The Bible should be not like the hog. God done washed you off. He done got the mud off of you. He done cleaned you up from the club. He done cleaned you up from committing fornication. He done cleaned you up from committing adultery, fooling around with somebody else's husband and wife. He done cleaned you up from alcohol and drugs. Why would you like the hog go back? You don't have the nature of the hog. The hog didn't know no better because the hog had his nature. But when God tells you, God gives you a new nature. That's why he said, old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. The new is the new nature he gives you. In that new nature, you ain't going to want to go back to the club. In that new nature, you ain't going to want to fool around with somebody else, husband and wife. In that new nature, tempted or not, you ain't going to want to yield to fornicating. You ain't going to want to yield to alcohols and drugs. You ain't going to want to live to the, uh, yield to want to go to the club. You ain't going to want that because your nature done changed. Not like it was of the hog. The hog went back where he nature turned him. But now your nature ought to take you to church on Sunday morning. Your nature ought to take you to Bible study. Your nature ought to take you to revival. Your nature ought to take you to worship service. Your nature ain't got no business taking you back to where your friend is, and you know they ain't living nothing. If your nature doing it, you need to check your nature out because you, you mess around with all that damn nature. You got a new nature. Mm-hmm. You got a new walk, a new talk, a new lifestyle. You've been given a new spirit in Christ Jesus for you to live. Listen, God gave you the spirit of righteousness. How are you going to live wrong with the right spirit in you? Let me ask that question. Now, if you're living wrong, you need to ask yourself a question. How can a right spirit be in you you be living wrong? God gave us a spirit of righteousness. You are the righteousness of Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Can I say that? You are the righteousness of God. You represent God. You got God's spirit. You His Son. So for that reason, you will hit righteousness. And what righteousness means is God. You are right standing with the Lord. The Lord ain't mad at you. He pleads with you. He pleads with your lifestyle. He pleads with your prayer. He pleads with your fast. He pleads with your Bible study. He pleads when you pray because there's no 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 there's no division between you and Him. Amen. There's no usher between you and him. Everything is in right standing. You in right that God accepts you in the beloved because you are the righteousness of him. In Christ, only in Christ now. If you ain't in Christ, you ain't the righteousness of God in Christ. Christ Jesus, the only one can make us right. Because the Bible said it's not a word. Huh? The Bible said by grace are we saved. It's not a word. But it's the gift of God. Huh? The Bible said by grace are we saved. It's not a, a work, but it's not of ourselves, but it's a gift of God. It's not a work that any man has to borrow. Let me say it again. For grace, we are saved. It's not of ourselves. Some people bragging about they living right and they ain't made no mistake. Now, it, it just bothers me when I hear people standing up in the testimony service talking about I ain't made, never committed adultery on my wife since I've been saved. I ain't never committed fornication. God brought me out of that world. I ain't made that so good. Thank God you got a testimony. But you ain't got no reason to be bragging about nothing because you ain't no more saved than the next person. Because by grace are we saved. We're not saved because we ain't made no mistake. We ain't saved because we ain't sinned since the time we got saved. You're not, that ain't why you say you saved by grace. But if the righteous shall scarcely make it in, where shall the ungodly appear? We all going to scarcely make it in by the grace of God. So that's why it ain't that he didn't run the fastest. It ain't that he didn't run the swiftest. Huh? It ain't he that put the most money in the, in, in, in the treasure. It ain't he that get the church first for everybody else. But it's he that endured to the end. You got to hang on in there just like I do. You got to hang all the way to the end. You got to go to the end of the race. And you got to go there according to the word of God. As you read God's word, do what it say, do. Abide to, to the best of your ability. And as you abide in the word, it'll make you perfect. You go from one grace into another. The Bible said we was out there in the world. We went from iniquity to iniquity. But now that we're going to go from one grace into another, isn't that wonderful? To know that we're going from one grace into another. We're going to grow to higher heights, and we're going to grow to deeper depths. Amen. Titus 3 and 5 said, 
he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regenerating and renewing of the Holy Spirit. See, that's what the Holy Spirit comes in to us to do. See, we're not saved because of works. It's done by God's righteousness. The Holy Ghost is God's righteousness. The Holy Ghost is, have heard me? The Holy Ghost is God's righteousness, and it works in us, and it regenerates in us. It changes us inside. We change from inside out and not outside in. We change it day by day, moment by moment. We change from one grade to another. Uh, the old things begin to pass away. The old mean things fall off of us. Oh, the old sinful informity falls off of us. The habits that we have fall off of us. Romans 10 and 9, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Just that simple. Salvation. Do you have salvation? The, the, the real way. Uh, just simply. It's just simple. It ain't nothing you got. You can't pay for it. You can't buy it from nobody. It just come. It, it's not thee. The Bible said it's not thee, even in your mouth. Ain't that something? You All this time, you running from church to church, running from person to person. Oh, they're talking about when the Lord, I'm going to get saved when the Lord gets happened. I'm going to get saved when that happens, when it's thunder and when it's lightning. God's going to let me know when to get saved. The Bible said it was night day, even in your mouth, which is the word of faith. If I confess with thy mouth and believe in our heart the Lord Jesus, and that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's in your mouth. You walk around with eternal life. You walk around with all that power in your mouth to save yourself. Ain't that something? God has given you the power to save yourself, and you're going to mess around and lose out with God and be lost because you will wait for God to do something that God waits for you to do. You got to save yourself by accepting what God already does. He said, it's in your mouth. Just make that confession. It's in your mouth. God is not going to make that confession for you. God ain't going to come over your mouth and make you uh, confess that Jesus is the Christ. You got the knowledge. You got to know. It's in your mouth. Ain't that something? How much further can it get? It's in your mouth. And your mouth just up above your heart. All you got to do is confess it. And then after you confess it, he said, believe in your heart. The Lord Jesus, and thou shalt be saved. See, you make the confession, and then you believe it. Believe what you confess. Now, you shall be born again. You shall be saved. The old thing will pass. You will become a new creature. Ain't that something? And there is salvation, listen, Acts 4 and 12. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name on the heaven given among men which we must be saved. Oh, that's clarified itself. Ain't nobody else can save you. Ain't no other name on the heaven. In the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Every tongue shot out, every tongue must confess that Jesus is the Christ to the glory and honor of God. Wow. Ephesians 2 and 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. I already mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Look what the writer said. He said, by grace you have been saved. See, God's grace that's going to save you. And this ain't something you did or the pastor did who called you up to get saved. He didn't save you. Write down on a piece of paper, like, oh, who's got saved? Pops ain't saved nobody. We can't save nobody. It's God's grace that does the saving. John 14 and 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one coming to the Father except through me. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody. If you ain't coming through Jesus Christ, if you try to come to God, you got to come through Jesus Christ. If you come in any other way, you're going to be lost. I just told you earlier about all these different names. People running out of Buddha and putting out Muhammad, running out of this and running out of that. But you need to run out of Jesus because he's the way to the Father. He said, if you come up any way, you will see. And you know ain't no thief going to get to heaven. Ain't going to thief going to get into the kingdom. If you come in any other way, you just a thief. You got to come through Jesus Christ or else you're going to be lost. Verse John 29, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let me let me pause on that just a little bit and say, Jesus already done died on the cross. The Bible said the priests had to offer up once. A priest had to offer up every day for these sins. But Jesus offered up once in heaven. Once. He's not offered. Every time you pray, Jesus do not go there and offer up for your sin. As some people say, when you pray, Jesus offers up for your sin so you'll be forgiven. No, baby. Jesus already done offered up for your sin one time. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't up there having no ceremony. 
He opened the door, no offering, no, no sin. He's sitting on the right hand. The Bible says and he sat down on the right hand of the Father in glory. Jesus is sitting on the right hand of God making intercession for you. When you mess up, Jesus pleading for you. When you come short of God, glory, Jesus pleading for you. When you see in God, Jesus is pleading for you. When you fall down, Jesus is pleading for you. When you want to quit and throw in the towel and want to give up, Jesus is pleading for you. Sitting on the right hand of the Father. He done, he done offered up his once, yes, once. When you pray, it already been done. All God wants you to do is confess it. Don't do you, you, you confess it because it's already been paid for. Jesus already offered up your sin once, never to do it no more. All he wants you to do is confess your fault. He's just and faithful to forgive you. Hear me? He's faithful. He's not lying to you. If he say he's going to forgive you, he's going to forgive you. He's just and faithful to forgive you for all your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Ain't that something? First John 5 and 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. you got to know you've been born again in Christ Jesus. Sometimes you might feel like you ain't saved. Sometimes you might feel like you done lost it, but it ain't about a feeling. It's about a confession. Once you make that confession and make Jesus the Lord of your life, he's going to stay there as long as you hold on to him. You hear me? you got eternal life. Listen to this. See, we've been misled. We think we got eternal life when we get to heaven. No, baby, you already got eternal life right now. If you fall dead right now, if your eyes close right, if your heart starts beating you right now, you're going to be in glory. You already got eternal life. You ain't going to get it after you die. You got it right now with you. You got eternal life in you right now, right now. Why you talk? The moment you got born again, you were sealed with eternal life, never to go to hell. No, you can't go to hell. You can't go to hell because eternal life's on you. You go, I, but Pastor, I don't care what you did. Well, Pastor, I don't even want to hear it. You is on your way to glory. You are on your way to heaven. Hold on to you, Jesus. Don't let the devil deceive you and tell you that because you did this and you did that and God ain't forgive you. You done been forgiven, baby. You done been washed by the blood of the Lamb. You on your way to glory. Hold on to it. My God, my God. First Peter 2 and 24, he himself bore our sin in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Ain't that something? You got to die to sin daily. That's why the Bible says die to daily. You got to die from sin and live in Jesus. The more you die in sin, the more you're going to stay away from the club. The more you die from sin, the more you're going to leave fornication alone. The more you die from sin, the more you're going to leave adulteryness alone. Drugs and alcohol and hanging out at the club. But you got to die from sin. You got to die daily by reading your word. As you read your Bible, it kills the old you. You hear me? As you read your Bible, it kills you. You might not know it, but the word of God kills that old you. You've been buried with him in baptism. Why do you think that you went and had baptism? Why do you think that when, when, when you went to church and they baptized you, did you not know that represent a dead, a, a dead, 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 buried and resurrection? When they was, huh? The, the baptism pool is six feet, the, that, that, that baptism people is six, six feet long, six feet long, or six feet deep, eight feet long. It represents a grave. It represents death, buried. When you go down on that water, you die from your old ways. You die from this world. You die from your old habit. You die from the club. You die from running around cheating on somebody else. You die from the working works of the flesh. You die from death. And when you came back up out that water, you come up a new creature representing a new. Jesus died, and on the third day he rose up. And so as Jesus did, you died. If Jesus went into the grave and came up, you came into it, but you come up a new creature in Christ Jesus. Very Peter 3 and 21, baptism which rests upon to this, not save you, not as a, as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an, an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Excuse me. <coughs> You've been given a new conscience. You, the old conscience has been taken away. You don't have that old conscience no more. You've been given a new conscience. You are new creatures. You've been born again. You've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. You've been blood blood bought. You've been blood washed. You belong to God to the fullest in every way. It don't matter what nobody else says. You've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. You've been redeemed. You've been, you've been heaven anointed, and glory shall be your home. Ain't that nice? Verse Thessalonians 5 and 9. But God has not distinguished us for wrath. 
but to attain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now that you've been born again, you're not going to go through the rapture. God is not going to let the saints go through the rapture. We've been, we've been distinguished from the rapture. We've been separated from the rapture. God's going to take us out of here before the rapture takes place. Wow. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old have passed away. Behold, a new have come. Wow. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, for our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Ain't that something? Jesus became sin that we might become righteous. He died on the cross and became sin. They accused him. He, I didn't say he sinned it. He said he became sin. They accused him of sin that we might be righteous. Wow. Wow. That's exciting to know that he, he – other words, I should have been the one hung on the tree. You should have been the one hanging on the tree. He took our punishment. It, that, that we were the one who was guilty. We should have the one who had died on the cross, but he didn't. He died for us that we might be free. He became lost that you might be saved. He became sin that you might become righteous. He became wounded that you might be healed. Second Corinthians 6 and 2, for he saved. In a favorable time, I listened to you. And in a day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now in a favorable time, behold, now in a day of salvation. I say this now in my closing. Now some of you wait for some special thing to happen. You, you know, somebody's going to see you all this long time. Something's going to happen for you to get saved. You're going to know when to be saved. The Bible said, in the day you hear my voice, hard not your heart. It's in the day of the provocation. In the day you hear my voice, that's the time to be saved. As the Bible said, well, did not tell you earlier? It was night day. It's been in your mind. Here you is 60 years old. Here you is 70 years old, 50. Here you is 80. Here you is 90. And you ain't saved. You ain't been born again because you've been waiting on a feeling. Satan didn't see you all this long time. Got you waiting on a feeling. The Bible said it's night day, even in your mouth. Open your mouth and tell God to save you. Open your mouth and tell God to save you. Open your mouth and tell God to save you. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Open your mouth and tell God to save you. Don't be deceived no more. Don't you go another step. Don't you don't you go to another church. Don't you go to another prayer meeting. You open your mouth right where you're standing. You can get saved right where you're standing, right where you at. Open your mouth and call on the name of the Lord. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God to forgive you for all your sin. Here, look how long God let you live a long time. Through long suffering, God let you live a long time. It ain't because you've been so good. It ain't because you live so well. God just don't want you to go to hell. So he let you live a long time so that you could get saved. He let you live to be 60 and 70 and 80 and 90, hoping that you will repent. And here's Satan trying to take your soul to hell at an old age. But I come out and help you this evening. I come out and help you right in this moment. They repeat after me, God forgive me. For all my sins, I thank you for sending your son to die on the cross, born by the Virgin Mary. I believe that God suffered on a pony pilot, crucified, dead, and buried. On the third day, he rose from the dead and declared victory over the grave and death and hell. You said if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and that God had raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. God, I believe it. I believe Jesus was born by the Virgin Mary. I believe he died and rose on the third day. And for that reason, you said, if I believe it, I shall be saved. I thank you, Lord, for saving me in the name of the Father, for saving me in the name of the Son, saving me in the name of the Holy Ghost, save me in Jesus' name. Now, if you confess to that, if you say what I just said, you are saved. Find you a Bible-believing church, a church that is real, a church that tries to get folk from earth to glory, and join that church, and you stay there until God calls you home and grow in grace. You have been forgiven. I don't care what sin you committed. I don't care what you done done. It, it's been forgiven you. It's been put on the blood. It's been put on the blood. You've been washed. You've been redeemed. And I thank God for your precious Father. I pray now in the name of Jesus, this message will find the people right where they are, God, that those that have been lost a long time will get saved, those that have been procrastinating, putting it off, those that have been confused, those that didn't know that they had the word right in their mouth. It was not even in their mouth, God, for them to be saved. And who they is procrastinating, oh, God. Uh, putting it off, God, save them now. Sanctify them in the name of the Father. Sanctify them in the name of the Son and the Holy Ghost, God. Sanctify them in Jesus' name, O oh God. Clean them up, O oh God. Let them take that word in their mouth and make that confession, Lord, and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior in the name of Jesus. And those that are saved, who say they're saved, 
but yet they're not crossing their teeth. They're not dotting their eye. They keep playing church, God. They keep playing around with this thing. Let them know it's dangerous, Lord, to play with this thing. But there'll be no excuse on the day of judgment, Lord. Let them get it real, God. Let them come back to the altar if they have to and, 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 and surrender, Lord. Confess their fault. Because you say you were just and faithful, forgive them for all their sins and cleanse them all unrighteousness. It's in your hand now. Bless this radio world. Let the word not go out and come at voice, but it accomplish what you sent it out to do, God. Get the glory out of this word in the name of the Let it heal somebody. Let it deliver somebody. Let it set somebody free. Let it make somebody a new creature. And the glory shall be yours. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.